welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of your dance of the Dancer Library Mom Web Show. I am your host, Caroline Williams, and today I um want to talk about an article that I came across because um, as I go through my podcast each week, or now that I, I know there's only episode three of season four, but from my past episodes, I would always think, what do I want to talk about this week? The first season, I had a whole list of topics, but I've gone through all those topics. So now it's like, what's going on in my life right now that has like peaked interest or something that I, you know, I would like to share or what, what um, can someone else benefit from out there? So I went to read this article. Um, well, I came across this article and it says the top five hot topics facing parents today. And some of the topics that were on there were actually something that I'm having to deal with myself as a parent. Um, the first thing was bullying, uh, which is something that it has become. Here's my thing with bullying. It's almost like the boy who cried wolf. People abuse the, the term to the point to when it's really happening. You don't know if it's happening truthfully or it's, you know who's real or it's fake, I should say, because people have abused that term. They've thrown it around so loosely and there's, you know, bullying is not something you just need to cry out when your child's either not getting their way or your child has started something and now the other students are sticking up for themselves and now you feel like, like it's a, it's a lot of things that go into when parents say that their child, you know, is being bullied. Um, another topic, topic they said that parents are, um, having to deal with, um, is behavior problems. Yep. Dealing with that as well. Um, (laughs) the thing with behavior problems is that you have to be as a parent, come to your senses and, and agree. My child has behavior issues and not blame their surroundings or others. Now, if you know, everybody knows their kids, you should at least. So you know what your kid will and will not do. And, and it's, it, you know, there's times when maybe your child did not do what was said they did. However, you have to also sit back and look at a pattern. Like if it's always your child, then maybe it is your child. You know, it can't be everybody else. And running away from the problem is you're hurting your child because now you're teaching them when things don't go your way or you're being or if you're in a tight position or in a position where um, you are being accused of something, you need to run away from it. Don't deal with it. You know, teach. We have to teach our kids like how to deal with conflict um, and when it comes about. Um, I'm going to go back to all these topics in a minute, but I just wanted to first talk about, I mean, list, tell you what they are. So let me stop talking so much and just list them. So one was bullying, two was behavior problems, three was social behaviors, four was friendships, and five was stress. Honestly, I feel like all five of those topics could be just one big ass topic. <laughs> Excuse my French. <laughs> I try to make this, this show as clean as possible, but you know, it's real what it is, what it is. Um, but it's, it's all those topics are something that I think we, as parents and as humans, we deal with every single day and you'll be dealing with it for a long time. And it's, it comes to, 
it comes to a point where you you have to figure out how to cope and deal with it. Because it's one of those things that it may not go away. But how are you going to deal with it when it comes back? So, like, the first one, bullying. So, my son, um, Mr. Barry Carter, he is a very... I always give a disclaimer with my child. I said, he's different. He he likes things a certain way. And when it's not, he's worried. And he's going to ask you questions as to why it's not this, that, or the third. When... Carter started like a uh, pre-K. We started noticing him being very super particular about things. He would get upset when situations would change. He just was, he was just that student that I never would have thought he would have been. The student that the teacher's always like, ooh, he didn't have a good day today or he did this today. So I was like, oh my God, you know, and I have to say his pre-K teacher did amazing with him. Uh, with being patient with him. And she would just say, he's okay. He'll be okay. He'll be fine. But in my head, I'm like, no, what? what is, we got to get this together. He cannot keep doing these type of things. He cannot get angry, mad, and growl, and, you know, you know, we have to fix this. And, you know, one bad thing as being a parent and being a teacher is that you've seen different types of kids in your classroom. And so when you look at your own kids, you start overanalyzing everything that they're doing. Like, oh, my God, does my kid have this? Does my kid have that? Like, I've had Carter tested for autism. I've had him evaluated. I've told the doctor. I've told the, the school liaison people. I've, I'm like, i got to figure out what what's up with my kid. And when I finally talked to him, you know, his pediatrician, she was like, it's not autism. She was like, no, I don't see that. She said, it's more he has OCD, which comes into play with his need for things to be a certain way. Because it's bad. I, mean, it's, I shouldn't say it's bad. Because <laughs> for him, it's normal. But it's like, oh, my goodness, son. Like, I, I got to figure out how you can continue to living and not let this interfere with your daily life. Um, he also has ADHD which brings in his uh, dyslexia, and then he's gifted. So it's like, he has all these things. It's just a big melting pot of what in the world. And and in his little body, he's trying to figure them all out and trying to help us to understand, leave, leave me alone and let me be, because this is what I, I, you know, I got a lot going on in my head. And y'all wanted me to change. It's not going to happen. Um, so... Uh, he going back to bullying. Um, this year, there's some little boys who were, you know, name calling. And when he told, sometimes, you know, Carter would tell me, today is such a made me mad. I'm like, well, why did they make you mad, Carter? Well, because they skipped me or they didn't follow the rules in the game. I'm like, okay, well, Carter, there's nothing to get upset about. Not everybody likes to follow the rules. You just make sure you follow the rules. And if you get upset, let a teacher know that you're upset. Use your words. Don't sit there and get angry and growl and want to hit somebody. That's usually my, my usual speech for him. But this particular time when he told me the child was calling, calling him names, he his the way his voice was, I, like it broke my heart. He was like, such and such said that I would call me Mr. Anger Issues. It was like... Mommy, why would he call me that? Because, honestly, y'all, Carter doesn't think he has anger issues. In his mind, he's fine. And how can I blame him? This is him. This is him. <laughs> That's how he is. And 
He's like, why would this kid call me Mr. Anger Issues? Like, he's like, he called me Mr. Anger Issues. I said, he did what? You know, Mommy Mo came on real quick. I was like, oh, what? But, but did you tell the teacher? Well, no, no, I didn't. I said, well, that's not nice. He shouldn't have called you that. You know, that's something that you don't just say. Now, um, I did report it to his teacher, and she's amazing. She took care of it for me, uh, let the after-school people know about it, because it was an after-school program when it happened. And they dealt with it, you know. Um, and his teacher was like, you know, I don't deal with bullying whatever. And in my case, I mean, it could it could lead to bullying if it's done, like, you know, consistently. He's all, the little boy's always you know, pestering him and, and calling him names and making him feel, and making others start treating him bad, you know, then it becomes a bad case of bullying. And I guess it's one of those situ situations where we stopped it before it got to bullying. And that's when I say, we have to understand, you know, when is it bullying and when is it just kids being kids and annoying kids <laughs> or kids who haven't been trained how to treat others. You know, we, we got to stop before it gets to that because, you know, if I would have just said, oh, Cardi be okay, and this kid would have kept doing this to my child, eventually his little self-esteem would have been diminished. Others would have joined in on him. They thought it would have been okay to pick on him. And then he could have gotten angry. And then, because when my son gets angry, he wants to lash out. He wants to hit. Now, Carter is only about 40 pounds breathing, soaking wet. His little stuff, I said, and they think, I think the people think because he's so little, he's He's not strong, but they have no clue <laughs> how strong my child is. So I, I'm trying to de-escalate the the future. And so, uh, long story short, it, the matter was handled. He was very satisfied with the outcome. He told me it's been handled, it's been taken care of. I'm I'm okay now. Okay, cool. You know. So. My response to, like, parents, you know, worried about bullying, be proactive for your kid. I mean, I know my kids' school, they're probably sick of seeing my email address pop up in their email or me calling them or whatever. But who else is going to be a cheerleader for my kid? They're mine. I have to be the one to speak up. And I think another thing that I, uh, I can say, you know, one-ups me is because I am an educator and I know the system. And I know as teachers, we get tired when you have 20 little seven-year-olds tattling about something. And I can be, I am guilty of it. When you're tired, you're like, hey, just go sit down. I don't want to hear it. No more tattling. Just go sit down. But maybe one of those tattles could have been a legitimate tattle that, you know, a kid was trying to tell you. So, as you know, when your kid comes on and tells you about their day or they tell you, you know, be an advocate. Reach out to the teacher. The teacher, you feel like the teacher doesn't do anything? Go the next route. APs. Okay. Um, just make sure that your child doesn't, um, that, that your child feels safe when they go to school. And they don't feel like they're being bullied. Um, behavior problems. Um, my child, because of the OCD-ness, and he's he's on medication for his ADHD, so it helps him focus a whole lot better. His his reading has gotten so much better with him being serviced for his dyslexia. And um, as far as the GT concerned, I have just said, don't worry about that aspect of it. Just let him be normal in a class without because it was that's a whole nother topic that I can't discuss on this show because 
Um, yeah, we'll talk about that another time. But as far as behavior problems are concerned, he, he, my child has to, he, he has to be um, coached down. But I can say he has grown since pre-K in knowing how to calm himself down. Now, he has gotten in trouble still. <laughs> He's gotten write-ups. But, like, for instance, this is the last thing he did. He kicked the little boy. But in his mind, he wasn't kicking the boy in uh, retaliation of, or, like, like to hurt him. And he, you know how if you walk up to somebody you want to get their attention, you may, like, snap at them. Or you wave your hand or you may, you know, you may nudge him. Well, Carter's mind is I was nudging him to get his attention. Because he was annoying me because the little boy was doing something on the ground and he didn't, Carter didn't like it, but we wanted him to stop. And the boy was ignoring him and he was annoying him, ignoring him and annoying him. So Carter kicked him. And to a stranger, it's a kick, but to Carter, it was a nudge. <laughs> well, the boy, because he doesn't know the nudge, gets up and kicks him back. But because Carter was the first, he was the aggressor, he started it, he gets in trouble. So I had explained it to him like you can't do that though. And what him doing something like that has nothing to do with you. If it's annoying you, move away. Why did you let it get to you that much? It should not. So now I've uh I gave I don't know if y'all know about the simple dimples. It's like the poppets and the fidgets and all that. Well, they have these little these small ones where there's like a single one, there's like one little pop pop it or you have one where there's two poppets on it and I hooked it to his pants and I'm like when you feel like you're getting angry or anything like I need you to uh pop these poppets to calm you until you calm down he's like okay so he wore it for about two weeks but now he's like I'm okay now mommy I don't need it anymore because I'm calm I, I know how to calm myself down now but in my head I'm like at least you know I was getting, I wasn't, I was having moments where I wasn't calm, and now I know how to do it. Now I know how to calm myself down. And he, and he will vocalize. He said, I know how to do it now. I, I'm good. I don't need that. So that's one little star in his book of growing up and dealing with his, um, his ways <laughs> that are different from other people. All right. Uh, <laughs> And then it talks about social behaviors. And what they say is, as a parent, you know how to nurture your child's body, but it's just as important to nurture their social relationships. Children develop their sense of self from the relationships they form with others. They, um, they also learn how to give and take and how to handle the emotions and expectations of others, skills that are vital in helping them grow emotionally and socially. So be sure to encourage your child's friendships and watch them blossom. And the next one is, is about friendships and kind of promoting kids having friends. And they said some kids make friends easily. Some kids, you have they have to sit back and watch and slowly start making friends. My daughter can make a friend with anybody. She gets it from her mother. I can admit that. I see me all in her. This is why we argue. But I can see her outgoingness. She will just jump into a group and start talking to anybody. And then they're her best friend. My son, Barry Carter, not so much. <laughs> he, 
like I asked, I said, did you make a friend yet? Well, I can't talk to anybody, mommy, because I'm focusing. I'm trying to focus in class. I have to do my work. Now, my daughter, she's talking too much in class, not doing her work because she's making friends. So it's like, where's the happy medium here? I don't know. And I just, but then it was last year when Carter mentioned, he said, well, mommy, how, I don't know how to make a friend. And you know what? That never even crossed my mind. Is that something we teach our kids, like how to make friends? You just assume they're just going to do it. Or they just know what it is. And I said, well, Carter, you know, so I, I went through kind of how he, what he can do to kind of make a friend. I said, maybe try to play with them at recess, ask them some questions about things they like to do, share a toy with them, you know, be nice. He's like, oh, okay, all right. And then he was like, well, I think I have one friend. This girl, she helped me with the computer game. So I guess she's my friend. I said, well, no, that's, <laughs> you know, that's not really a friend. She just helped you. I said, a friend is someone who, you know, every day you see them, y'all may talk to each other. Um, y'all may eat together at lunch, play together at recess. It's just somebody who you're really happy to see when you see them. He was like, oh, no, I don't think I have one of those yet. <sighs> so, but he has his, his cousin as his best friend. That's his best friend, his cousin Evan. But, um, and then my older two boys, like, it's so funny. They're, it's like a kind of the same with Carter and Harrington. Uh, the other one, Jaqueline, he he has all he has plenty of friends, plenty of friends. Okay, Xavier's outgoing too. He has friends too, but he's more quiet with it. So you know he he he'd rather be at home, you know, watching TV than out with his friends. Versus Jaqueline, rather be out with his friends than at home. You know, but it also talks about an article. Make sure you kind of take interest in who their friends are because I think that is very important because you need to see who your kids are hanging around with are they good influences or bad influences are they going to lead my child down the right path or the wrong path because you know kids are easily influenced these days especially with social media don't be thinking don't think like oh my kids is going to make a right decision and choose the, the best friend you don't know that and then you, all of a sudden you realize your child is hanging around a demon so you you know ask questions about your kids friends if they bring them over hey who's who's that how did you how did y'all become friends you know <laughs> nothing about like social class as far as like how much money their parents make it but you just need to know where 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 are these kids uh goals and morals because you want your kid to be influenced in a in a positive way you know, it's always going to say, well, hey, if your friend can do that, why can't you do that? Especially if you have a kid that's unmotivated. Hopefully hopefully they have motivating friends who can lift them up, you know. And then the last thing is stress. And I think everybody deals with stress. Uh, everyone has stress. And it's just how are you coping with stress? You know, I feel with when um, my kids are getting to the point where they're like tired of school, um, like my big boys this year, you know, they switched schools this year. They went to brand new schools and the beginning was rough. They, especially for those when it was rough, like, uh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. I want to go back to my old school and be with my old, with my other friends. And I just had to keep encouraging them, like, give it a month, give it a month, give it a month. 
It's going to be okay. You'll be fine. But um, giving them outlets, like, you know, having a day where maybe y'all just go get some ice cream or, hey, let's just go over here and uh, to um, it's and play some video games and things like that. Just giving them an outlet to the everyday life of school. Because, guys, school can be very stressful with this. I know here in Texas with with the testing and everything, it's a lot. Teachers are stressed. Kids are stressed. Like, I just saw a um, one of my friends posted um, this picture about the last normal year of school for certain students. And it was so eye-opening. So, like, if your child is in kindergarten, they've never had a normal school year. Well, if your child was in, is in kindergarten, first grade, or second grade, they have never had a normal school year. That's my little, that's my daughter. And I thought about it, I'm like, well, she is, she really kind of hasn't. I mean, when she was in pre-K, it was, it was normal, but that was only half a day, and then she went to daycare. But as far as, like, in school all day, she really hasn't had, like, a normal year where it wasn't interrupted. Because her kindergarten year got interrupted right in March. Uh, my son... Uh, if you're in third grade, he's a third grade. His last normal year, his last normal year was kindergarten, which is true because in his first grade year, it got interrupted with COVID. Fourth grade, their last normal year was first grade. Fifth grade, their last normal year was second grade. Sixth grade, their last normal year was third grade. And seventh graders, their last normal year was in the fourth grade. Wow. So talk about stress. Talk about uh, social behavior and, and friendships. These kids are so dysfunctional right now because they haven't had a, a, a normal. The new normal is what they're doing right now. So it's different for us as adults. So just imagine for the students. So overall, um, I can I, I didn't never I didn't cite my source. I am so sorry, but I got this. This article is uh, comes from the Catholic Charities Children's Case Management um, uh, article from ccmain.org. I'm not sure who wrote this. Oh, yes. No, that's not. Nope. I don't know who wrote this. It's, it doesn't have, like, the main author. However, I guess the, the case management uh, site wrote it. But it's, it, it just made me think of, like, you know... Um, how am I coping with my kids, different things, and and how are you doing it? Um, just keep doing what you're doing. Tweak it when you can. It's, it's trial and error. But I, I guess I can leave this um, conversation and say, always just pay attention to your child's everyday life and their actions. If you feel like there's a change, start asking questions because you just don't know. So thank you for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this show. And I will be back next week with another episode of the Dance Library. Mom, wife, show. Bye.